Hello. Welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan. My goal is for us to discover jazz old and new together by listening to a wide array of selections and exploring different jazz styles and topics related to jazz. We'll learn more about what it is, what it isn't, how it's developed, and what we can listen for to enhance our experience. This program is on Trent Radio, 92.7 on your dial, and Peterborough Independent Podcasters. For the next 60 minutes, Discovering Jazz. Last week, I took you through a history of Afro-Cuban jazz from its beginnings in New York City via Havana. And as an aside, I'm talking about Afro-Cuban jazz, which had its origins in New York, not Afro-Cuban music generally, which, of course, originated in Cuba. I know I said that this week I was going to do a whole program on the Cuban group Mekeke, led by Jane Bennett, who are coming to Peterborough April 28th, but I didn't feel ready to do that program yet, so I'll put it off for a week or two. And today, just some great Cuban jazz, old favorites, and some newer discoveries. After my last week's program, a longtime Trent radio member named Joe Lewis commented, wondering if David Amram and his Havana, New York album from 1977 was on the program. It wasn't, but it motivated me to go into my basement and find that great album. It was a record that Amram, who often appeared at the Mariposa Folk Festival, put together with some prominent American and Cuban jazz musicians, including a Havana percussion group, Los Papines. And one concert they did together was the first time that a visiting Cuban group played in the U.S. in 17 years, and Amram was the first American musician to play with them. This piece I'm going to play from that album is called Para Los Papines, uh, composed by David Amram, here performed with Thad Jones, Pepper Adams, Jerry Dodgian, Billy Mitchell, George Barrow, Eddie Gomez on bass, and Los Papines on congas and percussion, as well as other musicians. Amram plays a number of instruments. Listen to his French horn solo partway through. Quite lovely. Para Los Papines. David Amram. Thank you. 
Amram with Jerry Dodgian on alto sax and other solos by Thad Jones, trumpet, Pepper Adams on baritone sax, and Alfredo de la Fay on violin, as well as Amram on flutes and French horn. Now, I spoke last week about the tune that became the forerunner of Afro-Cuban jazz called El Manicero, and the famous version of it out of New York by the Don Atspiaso Orchestra. I mentioned that the first recording was by a Cuban diva named Rita Montaner in the late 1920s. She had an ability to phrase the song in a way that paved the way toward Cuban jazz. And she was also very aggressive. And there are a host of stories about how difficult she was. Here's a song by her that illustrates that aggressive personality and her interesting phrasing. It's called, Ay Queso Pecha Tango. Okay, I did my best to pronounce it. Don't ask me to translate it. Read a Montaner. Abelardo, ven acá. ¿Qué? Ah, coño. ¿Qué te pasa la vida diciendo que si soy así o si soy asado? ¿Qué es lo tuyo, chico? ¿Quieres saber por qué soy así? Porque tengo mis motivos. Yo tengo mis motivos. El viejito Don Simón que tiene 60 años se casó con Asunción que ahora tiene 24 hace un mes que se casó y cuando ella le dijo chico vamos a tener un hijo Don Simón así exclamó ay qué sospecha tengo ay qué sospecha delicado y con gesto refinado pidió algo de beber cuando Pedro se acercó vio sus cejas arregladas y al ver cómo lo miraba muy preocupado pensó ¡Ay, qué sospecha tengo!
decirle a Casimiro que su hija había salido para ir a verla pensó. ¡Ay! ¡Qué sospecha tengo! ¡Ay! ¡Qué sospecha tengo! Rita Montaner. Now, I also spoke last week about the clave rhythm as being uh, at the base of much Cuban music. But that rhythm is most often played on an instrument called a clave, which is two hardwood wooden sticks that are hit together. Nobody knows the origin of the instrument for sure, but music historian Ed Sublet suggests the following. He says, In the shipyards of Havana in the 1600s, Black slaves, Negro curros, or free blacks, Spanish prisoners, and Spanish guajiros all worked side by side. Somebody, probably a black person, recognized the potential of that bright clicking noise when two clavitas, that's wooden dowels used to hold the ship together, would strike each other, and they invented the pair of hardwood wooden sticks known as claves and it became such an integral part, often tapping out that clave rhythm in a lot of salsa music, and later Afro-Cuban jazz, such as here. Here is Puerto Rican conga player Ray Barreto with Acid.
some great Afro-Cuban jazz from Ray Barreto. And that's what we're talking about on today's episode of uh, Discovering Jazz, about Afro-Cuban music. And this is part two. My name is Larry Sademan, and this is uh, Peterborough Independent Podcasters, and also coming from the studios of Trent Radio in Peterborough. A lot of Cuban music is based on a religion that came from Africa that has been referred to as Santeria. It's very complicated with a number of gods who have very human characteristics. One of those gods is Osain, spelled O-S-A-I-N, and he's the owner of the herbs and medicinal plants that make up the religion. Osain was born from the marriage of the earth and water together. He mostly stays to himself um, due to his appearance. He has one leg and one arm. His ears are asymmetrical, one that is large that he cannot hear anything with, and a smaller ear that hears even the leaf falling from a tree miles away. His head is extraordinary. Normally, he likes to hide his head behind a mask of paya, or grass. I have a Canadian group performing a tribute to Osain. In 1998, Canadian saxophonist Jane Bennett began a series of collaborations with Cuban singers and percussionists that would fuse jazz with Lukumi music. Now, Lukumi is the term uh, always used to describe the Yoruba or Santeria religion before 1959. This selection, Osain, on the 2000 album Ritmo and Soul, Bennett opens the tune by playing a Lukumi melody on the saxophone. On the repeat of the melody, Cuban vocalist Ernesto Elgato Gatel sings the melody, while drummer Pancho Quinto plays an inspired conga rhythm. Osain, Jane Bennett, and the Spirits of Havana. Oh, 
Jane Bennett and the Spirits of Havana. Here's a tribute to another god from a CD that was released last year by Havana pianist Harold Lopez Nusa. I started off last week's program with something from this CD, and I like it so much that I want to play another one. This is called Elewa. That's spelled E-L-E-G-U-A, and Elewa is the deity who owns all the roads and paths and has the key to the past, present, and future. Harold Lopez Nusa with Gaston Hoya on bass and Roy Adrian Lopez Nusa on drums and percussion.
That's the amazing Havana pianist, Harold Lopez Nusa. I used to do a radio show called Cuba in Motion, and I put together 60 half-hour episodes about Cuba's music, history, politics, and culture. You can hear those programs if you go into the website of Peach City Radio out of Penticton, B.C. That's Peach, P-E-A-C-H. Um, you can find it if you Google Cuban, Cuba in Motion and follow it with Peach City Radio. Or you can just go to the web address of uh, peachcityradio.org slash programs slash Cuba in Motion. One word. I mention this because the next few tunes in the introductions are stolen from those earlier podcast radio programs, such as this one, a live performance from the Afro-Cuban All-Stars, led by Havana's Juan de Marcos from 2004.
That's the Afro-Cuban All-Stars with Distinto Diferente. Translates into English as Different Then. And it's from the Live in Japan CD from 2004. There are a number of different vocalists, as you could hear, but the leader is a man named Juan de Marcos. Now, Juan de Marcos plays the tres, which is a traditional instrument that looks like a small guitar, or more like a mandolin. Like a mandolin, the strings are in groups of two, but where a mandolin has five groups of two, the tres has three sets of strings. But DeMarcos is better known as a promoter and organizer. He was the man who recovered a number of forgotten Cuban song musicians, assembled them, then arranged for Ry Cooter to come and supposedly discover them, and put together a best-selling album in the late 90s called the Buena Vista Social Club. The album and later movie that introduced Cuban music to a new generation of North Americans. And it became huge in the late 90s. I'm going to play something from that classic album. This is Ibrahim Ferrer, a spectacular vocalist who, like many of the musicians, was considered a relic of the past in Cuba and virtually dropped off the map. Juan de Marcos went looking for Ferrer, one of the stars who had regularly go to this members-only club called the Buena Vista Social Club in the 1940s, and he discovered him basically making a living through shining shoes. In 2000, Ferrer, at the age of 72, received the Latin Grammy for Best New Artist, but the U.S. government wouldn't allow him into the country to collect it due to their embargo against Cuba. Here is Ibrahim Ferrer with a slow romantic bolero called Dos Gardenias. <laughs> Dos gardenias para ti, con ella quiero decir, te quiero, te adoro, mi vida. Ponle todas tu atención, que serán tu corazón y el mío. Dos gardenias para ti. Que tendrán todo el calor de un beso De esos besos que te di y que jamás te encontrarán En el calor de otro querer A tu lado vivirán y se hablarán Como cuando estás conmigo Y hasta creerán que se dirán, te quiero. Pero si un atardecer las gardenias de mi amor se mueren, es porque han adivinado que tu amor me ha traicionado porque existe otro querer. Ferrer. When I was at the Havana Jazz Festival two, 
2014, I think it was, I heard a group who blew me away, and I've been able to find some recordings by them. The group's name is Interactivo, and they apparently played in Toronto about four years ago as I found a whole concert by them online. I don't know how you would label them. Perhaps a timba funk band with a touch of hip-hop and a lot of jazz. Interactivo is a music collective begun by Roberto Carcasis in Havana. Credited as being the director of the group rather than the leader, uh, Carcasis prides himself on Interactivo's free-form, experimental, and collaborative nature. The frequent lineup changes and comings and goings of its members has made Interactivo hard to pin under one musical genre. Traditional Afro-Cuban beats mingle with jazz, soul, rap, and funk music, which highlights the individual musician's strengths as well as the group's success at collaboration. And, of course, timba. So what is timba, and how does it differ from salsa? Well, according to Nestor Mili, the editor of Cuba's only independent newspaper at the time, Tropicana Internacional, it all begins with the percussion. We do it differently, Mili says, our own way. It's harder. It's something we learn from the beginning. In the streets every day, you see kids practicing to get the rhythms right. So the beginning is the strong percussion, and that aggression is translated to the horns. It's hard to confuse New Yorkian salsa and Cuban timba, he says. It's a matter of stance, power, and lethal intent, the difference between a debate and a riot. This song is called No Money, a very common complaint in Cuba. It's in English and Spanish, and in case you think this is a studio production, I should let you know that the group seems able to reproduce all their music live in its full complexity. Here is Interactivo, I-N-T-E-R-A-C-T-I-V-O. Ain't got no money! Habana 
sana con don interactivo somos muchos, muchos más. Esto empieza ahora. Vendrán en hora los que da cierto trabajan a toda hora. Sin importar si demora la aurora de esas cosas que cuando son del alma llegan solas, solitas, solas. Vengan los money para fútbol, dime tú si tengo visto mi tierra, salud bandera que se venera. Vengan dragones, vengan leones, vengan fieras, por bravo caminan los que están sin culetalla. Esa es tu guía, tu concentración, vigor mejor Si a caballo vamos todos, los muchos, los pocos, los cien y más Si nunca le das un beso a un caballo viejo, anda. Interactivo. Next week, I'm going to start the program with uh, a description of how jazz went from being um, banned, basically, in Cuba because uh, Castro didn't want to have anything to do with anything that was American and, uh, and how that ban actually ended up enhancing the uniqueness of Cuban jazz. It's a fascinating little story about that. So I'll start with that and um, then play a whole bunch more uh, great Cuban jazz and Afro-Cuban jazz music. So this is Discovering Jazz coming your way through the studios of CFFF Trent Radio 92.7 on your FM dial in Peterborough as well as Peterborough Independent Podcasters. I have time for one more recording, and uh, this one's uh, from an album from 2011, where Miles Davis's Sketches of Spain was, quote-unquote, reimagined, featuring various jazz musicians. Here is Momento, where Havana pianist Gonzalo Rubucaba plays with bassist Ron Carter and Weather Report percussionist Alex Alcuna. This is Larry Sadman inviting you to tune in next week to more Cuban jazz on Discovering Jazz. Bye for now.